0: Hello, welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 121 one, Letting Go Equals Boundaries. You can check me out at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I L I S E. You can also listen to this podcast anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcasts. Let's pop in our earbuds and take a ride together. Before we would get started with this podcast, I want to recognize that September is Suicide Prevention Month. If you or someone you know is in crisis, you can hit 988 on your phone and that will take you to the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Please reach out for help if you feel that you are in a crisis. Okay, the title of this podcast, Letting Go Equals Boundaries. Right away, you know that's not easy to do. You know you've heard the term, breaking up is hard to do. It's hard to do, one, because it pulls at our heartstrings, but two, it tests our boundaries. What's a boundary? Well, a boundary can be just a brick wall that stops you from moving from one yard to another. In psychology, a boundary is more something that you place inside yourself that you use to set a barrier, an imaginary barrier, between you and toxic people, or you and people that you feel might not be in your life, or if you've broken up with somebody, reaching out to that ex, having that imaginary boundary between you, it kind of starts to give you strength when you have this imaginary boundary. So boundaries. Do you have boundaries in your life currently? Do you require boundaries in your life currently? Be honest with yourself. It really is hard to look retrospectively into ourselves and identify faults or things that we can work on. But no matter who you are, no matter what education you have, no matter what your profession is, we all have things that we can work on. And boundaries is kind of a basic skill that we all should start to sharpen that pencil on it, work it more into our lives. Even if you have don't have unhealthy boundaries, sometimes you just need boundaries with the people in your world. Like I said, breaking up is hard to do. If you've ever broken up or someone's broken up with you and you're, you're just so angry and you want to talk about it, you want to show up at their house, you want to text them, you want to call them, but you know that the outcome of doing any of those actions probably won't yield the response or the situation or making the relationship any better. And so stopping yourself before you do any of those things becomes a boundary. So what kind of boundary can you have if you've broken up, if you're experiencing a divorce, if someone's left you, if maybe it's a family member who no longer wants to be in your life? What do you do? Here are some coping mechanisms. Call a friend. Have that key friend that you can text or call. When you feel that impulse to start texting that ex. Put sticky notes around your workplace, in your bathroom, at your desk, in your kitchen, reminding you not to text, not to call, not to get in your car and show up at their house. These are subtle boundaries, little hints reminding you with those post-it notes. And having someone, you know, like that game show, you can call a friend, call a friend, let them be your lifeline so that you do not act on those impulses. It's not easy to create these boundaries when so many emotions are involved. Our impulses want to take over that spontaneity without thinking and just acting. And that's why boundaries are work, constant work, everyday work, lifelong work. Why do I mean lifelong? Because different things will happen in our life and different boundaries will need to be placed in each situation or life change. And so you must adapt your boundaries and Enhance your skills and build on your skills. These become your building blocks, your self-mantras of helping that thought process to stop. It's really difficult to set boundaries, right? I mean, we're all negligent at times and we all cross inappropriate boundaries. And in reverse, when someone sets boundaries with you and you notice it or they verbalized it, respect the boundaries. You may not agree with it. It may hurt your feelings. It may hit you deep down inside. But if you want people to listen to when you set boundaries, you in turn must listen to others when they set boundaries with you. I know, it's hard. It's not easy. I really get it. I'm going through that right now. My youngest is in college. Okay, not easy. Empty nester. Kinda sucks right now, to be honest with you. Going to frat parties and parties and leaving first at 11 o'clock at night. What is a mother to do? Well, a mother wants to text as her daughter's telling her where she's going. Be careful. Stay with friends. Don't accept drinks from anybody. Can you text me when you get home? Can you not get home too late? Ugh. Oh, my fingers have been on that keyboard so many times. Type, 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 type. Delete, 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 delete. Because what happens is I'm acting on that impulse as a mommy, as a protector. But my daughter's moved into a different stage of life. So I have to, in my mind, weigh what's more important, me getting my needs met, or her being able to know that I trust her, that she'll make the right decisions, that she'll be careful, right? Hard to decide when you're in that moment what should I do when my fingers are on the keyboard? Boundaries. I've been working on a lot of boundaries. And I've pr- been pretty good. I do every time get on my keyboard and start to type, but I'm one person who's very good. I reread everything before I type it and I stop for a second because we've all sent texts that we shouldn't have or it didn't sound right or maybe we're giving the wrong message. So as a therapist, I've just gotten into that habit with no matter what I do. And as I reread it, that little mantra in my head says, don't do it, you want her to know that you trust her. And I stop and I delete the text. That's a psychological boundary that I am slowly will have to make part of my makeup because let's be real, i have a child in graduate school and i still worry about her as well but i've worked really well at this point with the boundaries with her but this is my baby this is hard if you're an empty nester you really understand what i'm talking about and that's why i equate letting go to equaling boundaries letting go as an empty nester Letting go of a relationship that's broken up. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe you're going through some type of of trauma. Letting go equals boundaries. And granted, when you're right fresh in the beginning, it's hard to let go. It's got a rain on you. It's like it's got that lasso and you're tied up, right? And you can't get free. The only way you can get free Is by allowing yourself to create healthy boundaries for yourself meaning letting go equals boundaries it's hard to let go of things in our life that we still want to maintain like a relationship like having a significant other who wants to walk away it may not be from anything that we've done they just don't feel you're the one they don't feel the relationship is healthy for them, maybe they just don't want to be in a relationship. And when you're on the receiving end of that, that's hard because it's now out of your control. And do you want to try to manipulate them and talk them in and let's get help and let's work on this? Yes, but when they put the boundary up, you must respect the boundary. And I don't want to get to the point as an empty nester where my child has to, put up a boundary for me. And if you talk to a lot of people whose kids have gone off to college, they'll say, "How did I get here? How did I get here?" I mean, I feel old, but I don't think old, but I guess I'm old. My kids gone, my last kid's gone to college. And it's like it happens in a blink of an eye, and you've all heard that, and if you have young children, precious precious moments. Take the time just to watch them and look at them and observe them. Those will be things that you will look back on when you're sitting in my chair years from now. And believe me, it gets here a lot faster than we really want. And then I have people who I hear that I am there my friends. They're happy. They are loving it from the get go, the empty nest. They don't have empty nest syndrome like I do. They're enjoying that empty nest. And more power to you. And I assume, I hope I'll be there as well. You'll hear me talk about empty nesting a lot in the next few weeks, only because it is a mental health podcast. And I just know so many people looking on TikToks and Instagrams, people I know that are in this phase. I even saw Brooke Shields do a TikTok where she's been an empty nester and she was sad and crying. And so we all will relate to this at one time. And even if you're not, remember, it's about letting go of loss, of relationships, of a job, of things. Maybe you're moving and letting go of that and not pining away for where you used to be and you loved it so much. It's about creating a boundary between that old world and where you've moved now and trying to make the best of your new situation and your new life as well as a job. If you hold on to that job that you might have gotten fired from and it's kind of like a a block in your mind, well, how are you going to be able to find a new job that's really good for you? Or you have found a job, but you're still stuck and angry and frustrated that you got fired from your last job. You must set a boundary for yourself. And in that boundary is letting go. Letting go of the things we cannot control is one of the hardest life lessons, I believe, that there is because we can't control it. As parents, we raise our children. That's our job. That's what happens when we make a decision to have a child. And so we raise them from diapers, to kindergarten, to middle school, to homecomings and high schools and proms and graduations. That's our job. But then all of a sudden we must let go and that's where your boundaries come into play i want you to think for a minute what kind of boundaries what are you struggling with in your life right now what are you finding as a hard thing to really let go of sometimes it's grief and someone who's passed away and there is nothing we can do you don't let go of the memories but when you let go and move through those stages of grief and get to the point where you can think of that person and smile and every memory doesn't make you cry you're in the process of just letting go of that heavy heavy grief you will always be grieving inside for the loss of that loved one but because you've done the work And you've let the grief take its course, you now have a little bit of a boundary there that you're able to let go of that deep, you know, that where you can't even function to start to function. And you put a boundary so that that grief has its place and its time for you to feel and let it out. But when you're at work, not the place to let it out. So you create that mental mantra in your head. It could even be, when I get home, I'm going to cry. When I get home, I'm going to cry. When I get home, I need to cry. That little mantra in your head is a boundary. It's keeping you focused in your daily life so that you can do what your job is, but not ignore your feelings and being able to let it out. And if it's an un- uncontrollable, this takes work. Setting boundaries takes work. Boundaries isn't only about I have this toxic person in my life and I'm going to put a big brick wall between me and them. No, it's about grief. It's about trauma. It's about losing a job or or moving out of your childhood home or leaving the nest or getting married or moving far away from your family. Letting go is just part of our internal development. We can continue and continue to develop to the day we take our last breath. There's a beauty in aging, and I'm trying to embrace it and set those boundaries. Have you thought of some boundaries at this point, as you've listened to me ramble on here, that you need to set in your life? The first step is identifying it. I don't want to say identifying the problem because it's not a problem, but it's an issue. It's something that is taking hold of your thought process and your emotions. And so how are you going to set these boundaries? Please make them realistic. Sometimes a boundary can be that you know there's somebody who you really just don't want to have a close relationship with. But yet every time you see them, they push and they push and they push. But your gut's telling you this person's not for me. Well, you're going to a social setting and you know this person's going to be there. Okay, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to let myself get all anxious about it? What am I going to I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't. Prepare a boundary. For me, to be honest, I'm nice, I'm polite, and I literally don't just walk away, I leave. I don't leave and not go back to the get together, but I walk outside for a minute to take a break. It's putting a really big physical boundary between me and that person. I spoke to them a little bit, I was polite, and then gracefully walked away and set a real physical boundary by going outside. It can be as simple as that if you find that simple. And I probably wouldn't have found that simple if I was 20. If I was 20, I probably would have stood there and kept listening and becoming agitated and knowing I do not. And when this person asks me, can I have your phone number? Not wanting to give my phone number, I could just see myself falling right into that in my 20s. Because we grow and we we learn evolve and with that evolution becomes strength when i think of my young self if you're already young well think younger but if you're more of into your adult years think of your younger self and if they were in the current situation you're thinking about with these boundaries how would you have acted then and how would you have acted now i see how much i've evolved I've literally had to be honest in a nice and kind way when I've been approached by people who I know in my gut aren't right for me. And what gives me that strength now because of all those times when I was younger and I allowed those per- that person in and then it created chaos in my life because they were chaotic or they were toxic all i have to do is remember that and that gives me the strength to create a healthy boundary not to allow those type of people in if you're empathic and i believe that i am i tend to have a magnet to me and everybody who's going through something big little small tend to gravitate towards me well i can't help everybody I used to want to, I used to think I could, but then I started absorbing all of their energy and realized I had to put this boundary and I had to be more selective and I had to evaluate how these people played a role in my life and if I chose or not to, to help them, to want to absorb some of their pain. And of course the people who I am so close to I will absorb all of it for them to help them through a difficult time. But that magnet tends to draw people and I have to know what is my boundary? How far am I going to allow certain people in and then stop them and keep them at arm's length? That's a boundary. So how do you decide when to put a boundary up or not to? Nobody can really tell you, but you can reach out to a friend or a family member and kind of talk to them about it, you know, kind of role play and see what your best options are in this situation. You don't want to create something that will backfire on you, but you want to make sure it's the right choice. And sometimes it means talking or going to a therapist or going to a support group to talk about how you can create the healthiest and most appropriate boundary for that situation every situation will create and need a different type of boundary sometimes people will not understand the boundaries that you place for them and they keep trying to chip at the wall to break it down sometimes you'll be weak enough and you'll allow them in because They make you feel bad. But if you know it's toxic and it's not right for you, this is where you have to start to build that inner strength. Let me give you one more example. Maybe you've had a lifelong friend or they were friends with you through high school and college and thereafter. But you notice that it's a one-way street with the relationship. And it's becoming quite toxic, the control that they try to have over you, the time they demand of you, where you're neglecting the other things in your life, and your heart's telling you, I don't want to lose this friend. This friend has been in my life for however many years, and I don't want to lose them. But the brain is saying, this person is not good for you this person is inhibiting your life this person is dragging you down and they're not even trying to really help themselves in any way you've just become their person their sounding board that they want to drag down with that drag you down with them what do you do it's not easy and i understand that and i have been there in many situations in my life And I've really had to sit with myself and evaluate, are all the memories and all the times and the relationship that you built worth continuing having this toxicity in your life? Or do I compartmentalize and keep all those memories and all those lessons and experiences and look upon them in a positive light as they were part of my life? It was a season of my life but now in the next season, I cannot keep this person in my life." You create a boundary. The boundary is whatever you decide it is. You could literally just say, I can no longer be in your life and you can no longer be in my life. Obviously in a gentle way. You don't wanna be harsh. They have feelings. Karma can be a bitch. You wanna give what, give to others what you want in return to yourself. So always remember that in those situations. Or you can say, I need a break. I need some time. And when I'm ready, I'll reach out. And their boundaries may be poor. And even though you haven't reached out, they'll keep trying. And that may even make you realize even more how you need to put a permanent boundary between you. These are hard things in life. These are challenges, and there's hundreds of more that I didn't even mention. It just mentioned some that I hear from friends or the empty nester that I'm going through or things that I've had when I've talked to clients, common things that I know that they go through, that they need boundaries. You may be out with people, and they want to do something, and you don't. It's okay to say, hey, I'll catch you guys later. You're putting a boundary there. Another boundary that I think is one of the hardest things is when we're going some, through something personally. Everybody around us wants to help, right? I know when I had my hysterectomy, everybody wanted to help. And I'm blessed that I had all these people in my life who want to help, but I didn't want the help. I wanted to be alone. If you've gone through surgery or you're feeling sick or you're even you're recovering from COVID, or you're feeling sad because your children went off to college and you really don't want anybody to send food to your house, or you don't want a big group of girls coming over to cheer you up, or you don't want people to call you and check on you all the time. Guess what? It's okay to tell them that. It's okay to be honest and say, I love you. I appreciate the support but I just don't want people over right now. To be honest, it'll cause me more anxiety and I know that's not what your intention is. I don't want all that food sent over. I'm really not hungry right now. You know what, when I am, when I'm feeling better, I'll let you know and you can send some food over. These are boundaries. Don't be listening to me and say, hey, I can't relate to those things she's talking about. I want you to internalize it. Think about the things in your life that are currently happening have happening or you foresee happening and start to create that repertoire of boundaries create that internal strength in your heart and in your brain work the muscle the muscle has memory the more you repeat the more it remembers and that's what you need to do with boundaries letting go equals boundaries before I let you go I've started something new on my Instagram and this is really for anybody who's experiencing um, loss letting go divorce empty nester i'm gonna have a little bit of these confessions where i'm gonna talk about how hard it is for me to let go and the process that i'm going through to get those boundaries and it may be once a week every day it really will just depend on what i'm going through posted one yesterday and a couple days ago. So check out my Instagram for my empty nester confessions. But don't get stuck on the word empty nester. Remember, it can mean any type of loss or letting go, trauma, moving on. Keep that in mind. Letting go equals boundaries. Thank you so much for joining me today at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world. And until next time, my friends, ciao.